0: Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is un. He did a dream, my dream, that was out at the lift. Broadcast through Blog Pop Radio and CLNS Radio. They gon' to let me for my ambition, ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log Easy to a dream, a dream, that was out at the lift. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They going to let me for my ambition. Welcome on into episode 65 here on a TNT Thursday here at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern here on CLNS Radio through the FanDuel Studios. My name is Simo Buckets, simobuckets.com. If you want to know more about me or if you want to know more about the show, feel free to go there, simobuckets.com. The phone number, if you'd like to call in, is 323-642-1558. And again, my name is Simo Buckets, host of the Hooper's Log here through CLNS Radio in the FanDuel Studios. If you'd like to call in, 323 323- six four two one five five eight. Whenever Andrew gets in here, we'll get him in here. We'll figure it out ultimately once he does. We will talk about what happened in the world of the NBA last night, a lot of crazy things. Obviously we had Terry Foster on the show yesterday. Talked a lot about the Detroit Pistons and obviously uh other things in sports that he's been breaking in the Detroit area um, a lot has been going on in the world of the NBA, a lot of rumors being spread around, a lot of a lot of speculation about things happening. Obviously, the All-Star Game weekend is in about a week, a little over a week from now. The Super Bowl is officially three days away, three days away from now. The Super Bowl festivities will kick off and get started in the NFL. Um, a lot of things going on there, but again, tonight is a TNT Thursday, four games on the docket for you tonight. We will preview those for you later. But let's recap what happened in the world of the NBA last night. As clearly, there were a lot of a lot of unbelievable performances. Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Kevin Durant, Draymond Green had another triple double. A lot of amazing things. Obviously, Boogie Cousins and Anthony Davis going off in their games. It, it's it's been and some interesting things to take forward as we move forward in the NBA. We're gonna do a little bit of a weekend uh, preview. Obviously, the Super Bowl is coming up, but we're not gonna we're not gonna give our picks till Friday. But uh, but but we're going to give a little bit of a weekend preview, considering how big of a weekend it is, and just to kind of preview it for you in the NBA. Obviously, Saturday is a big time game in the NBA between Oklahoma City and Golden State. That's the biggest game of the weekend outside of the Super Bowl. But uh, there's a lot going on in the world of the NBA. Kevin Hart, where are you at, man? I don't see Kevin Hart in the studio. I know, I know, Andrew will be in the studio soon. But Kevin Hart, get it going, man! All right, all right, all right. You're gonna learn today and you're listening to the Hooper's Log here through CLNS Radio in the FanDuel Studios. My name is Timo Buckets, 323-642-1558 is the number, and if Andrew Norris calls in, we will get him on the air ASAP. So in the NBA last night, Andrew mentioned that he had to get rid of, an, get rid of his rabbit called LeBron, and he mentioned that it might either be a curse or a blessing. And it looked like it was a little bit of a curse. Maybe a minor curse. He said tonight he might he said last night he might come out a little bit flat. He actually played pretty well. He didn't have a bad game. He actually played pretty solid, not too outstanding, but the Cavs did lose 106 to 97 to the Charlotte Horn- Charlotte Hornets. Now, you can't win every game. He, it's not you can't really win every single time you hit the basketball court, but the lose to Charlotte is a little interesting and the lose by 9 was not expected. And, and for the Cavs to kind of come out flat, I know the 35-13, there's nothing to complain. They're doing fine. It's a little interesting to see that this team came out and did not did not beat up on the Charlotte Hornets the way they should have, being the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, being clearly the best team in the Eastern Conference, falling flat on their face last night. A little interesting to see there. Obviously, the Raptors didn't play last night, so they didn't have anything to worry about when it came to the standings. But to stay pace with the Raptors and to stay in front, and something a little bit important. Now we, now we know that them having home court advantage over the Raptors won't be the end of the world. We saw it last year when they played the Atlanta Hawks in the playoffs, that they had the advantage and that they were clearly the better team. But in this case, it was interesting because, again, look, they're playing Charlotte. Charlotte is no talent on the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they absolutely got wrecked. I mean, they just did not show up in this one, and the Cavs lost 106-97 to to Charlotte. Interesting note there in that one. And like I said, uh it's interesting from the standpoint of Cleveland again, every time they lose a game like this where they they should win, I mean if they lose a game where they play Golden State or San Antonio or you know even Toronto right now or some or Atlanta or, or a really good playoff a uh, potential playoff team in the East or even a good team in the West like Oklahoma City or or the Clippers. They 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 it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but whenever they lose to a team like this with the new regime in Teron Lou, it makes you think, what'd they do? Why'd they do it? Now, I understand it's only one game, but, you know, you never know. It could set a trend. It could set a, it. could set a pace. They play the Boston Celtics on Friday, and you talk about a team that is hotter like no other. They, they, the Boston Celtics beat the Detroit Pistons last night, 102-95, to an unbelievable game uh, by the Boston Celtics. They're now 29-2. and They have been playing – Really inspired basketball, and going here through CLNS Radio, the, the Boston Celtics have truly have truly turned themselves into a team that is a contender in the Eastern Conference. Look, they're they're tied right now with the Atlanta Hawks at 29 and 22 for a third spot in the East, only five games back of the Toronto Raptors, who have been playing out of their mind as of late, winning really 12 of their last 13 games. They have been playing out of their mind. And the Boston Celtics have found a way to win seven of their last ten games, really compete well in the Eastern Conference, and beating a team like the Detroit Pistons with the big men that they possess in Andre Drummond in Detroit, and beating them the way they did really handily, it's going to show you that this situation in Boston is really starting to grow perfectly into a T into what they ultimately want to see for the future. Now, do I think that they're a team to contend with in the postseason? No. Do I think that they can get far in the postseason and and dominate? I don't think so. I think if they win a postseason series this year, it would be a big-time victory. Now, look, the bottom four teams in the Eastern Conference, matchup-wise, really match up well against Boston. So I think whoever Boston plays in the first round, they won't necessarily have a big-time legitimate chance of winning. But when it comes to uh, growing their program and getting better, I'm telling you, if they do add one more piece, let's say Kevin Durant gets really interested and wants to be a renter player if they they fall into a tough stretch here over the next week or so after the All-Star break. What if Boston decides to make a move and gets a big-time player? There's already been talk of Dwight Howard potentially going there, Boogie Cousins over the past year and a half. Obviously, other big-name players potentially could go to Boston. If they get one more player and if they don't wreck their entire team, you're talking about a Boston Celtics club that could seriously come in and contend with the likes of teams like Atlanta, maybe even contend with a team like Toronto. You never know. Now, right now, no, that's not, that wouldn't be the case. But considering that the Boston Celtics have been playing solo, look, 29 and 22 at this point in time of the season is no joke. We're about 60, uh, we're about 51, 52 games into the season. And the Boston Celtics are hovering around the middle pack, top portion of the Eastern Conference. And they're really no slouch right now. Again, 7 and 3 in their last 10. They've won two in a row. And they've beaten some really good teams and, and considering that stretch of basketball, if they play the Cleveland Cavaliers tough on Friday night, and if they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, I'm telling you, look out for this Boston Celtics Club. I think this is the biggest litmus test so far prior to the all star break for the Boston Celtics, and I know it's on a Friday night, but it would be one of the biggest games that they would potentially play in to see where they would be at this point in time of the year because if they can beat Cleveland, I'm telling you this team may have a bit legitimate or of a legitimate chance of getting two. A second round of the Eastern Conference than we think, and if they can compete with the likes of Cleveland, with a team, with a guy like LeBron James, and not really having a guy who can really stop him, you're looking at a legitimate, just really scary situation there in Boston, as they could seriously go off on a serious run in the Eastern Conference. Back, back to the rest of the scores in the NBA and what happened in the world of basketball yesterday. Atlanta Hawks. Speaking of them, they destroyed the Phoenix. Uh, excuse me, the Philadelphia Suns last. Uh, <laughs> Philadelphia. Sun. Philadelphia 76ers last night 124 to 86 absolutely annihilating them getting the victory and getting the win there. Uh, Atlanta moves to 29-22 again tied with Boston and hanging tough with Boston uh there in that in the 3 and 4 spot in the Eastern Conference. Those two teams truly are the two teams that are fighting for a 3 spot, 4 spot in the Eastern Conference and trying to stay afloat. Excuse me. The Pacers are beat the Brooklyn Nets one fourteen to one hundred. The Pacers staying afloat in the Eastern Conference, finding ways to stay relevant as they keep it going. One fourteen to one hundred is the victory over them again. Brooklyn dropping to twelve and thirty-eight. They're done. Indiana twenty-six and twenty-three. Again, hanging around a potential playoff spot in the in the Eastern Conference. I think they're going to stay there. I think they're going to be a playoff team. I do. I think they're going to go far. Who knows? The Eastern Conference is so is so you know. I wouldn't say average, but it's so similar. Everyone's so similar in those bottom portions that it's hard to say how far they're going to go. But when it comes to being a good team, getting into the postseason, they have a better they have a good chance as anybody else in those bottom uh, six seven spots there in the Eastern Conference to really compete for a big time uh, run in the NBA playoffs. The team team of the year. So far, Golden State getting another victory over the Washington Wizards, and there were a ton of performances. I mean, some of the best performances we've seen all year in this one. Steph Curry, 51 points, seven rebounds, two assists, and three steals, a 65 on the left the performance scale as the Golden State Warriors get the victory there. Draymond Green gets his 10th, I believe his 10th triple-double of the season, 12 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists. And he gets five blocks on top of that, 51 on the whiteboard, the performance scale. He absolutely dominated again, helping that team really with the the intricacies of what they do there in the Golden State Warrior team. And then the guy who, I'm telling you, after this game, it makes me wonder, is he really going to stay in Washington over these next three or four years, considering what's going on there and the inconsistencies throughout the rest of that team? John Wall, 41 points, 10 assists, three rebounds, and two steals. John Wall went absolutely bananas in that one, getting a 66 on the wiper-worthy performance. He actually had a better wiper-worthy performance than Steph Curry, and Steph Curry was the one with 50 points. Look, John Wall is a guy who is talented beyond all get-up, and actually one of the more talented, if not the most talented, point guard in the NBA. When it comes to pure talent, I think this is the most talented point guard in the NBA. Now, is he the best? Is he the most athletic? Is he the most driven that's all to be determined, and, that's, and I don't think that's actually even the factor. I think Curry's the most driven. I think Westbrook's the most uh, most athletic. Talent-wise, I think John Wall has the most talent. But when it comes to overall ability, I don't think he shows it on an every-night basis. But tonight, last night, he had it on full display. 41 points, 10 assists, 3 rebounds, and 2 steals. Again, a 66 on the white-worthy performance scale. John Wall going off, and it just raises the question, will he stay there? Ultimately, will John Wall stay there in Washington? They're 21-26. They don't and look like they're going to make a push for the postseason this year. They had the talks of Kevin Durant potentially going to Washington, but now the talks of Kevin Durant are potentially for him going to either Golden State, potentially going to the L.A. Clippers, or him going to somewhere else. No one's really talking about him going to the Wizards anymore. And it's interesting because John Wall really is, I'm going to be honest, The Washington Wizards are really just a better version of the Phoenix Suns right now with Brandon Knight when he's healthy. John Wall's just kind of carrying that team and everyone else is kind of hanging on. That's about it. It really looks like they're going to do an implosion fest there in Washington a lot like what the Portland Trailblazers did in imploding everybody and keeping John Wall. I feel bad for the guy because the guy is one of the more talented players in the NBA and consistently comes out and plays great basketball, putting up 10 assists with really no one around him anymore. And and I'm not saying nobody. Everyone's either hurt or they're playing consistent, too inconsistent to the point where they can't even. I mean, think about it. Marcin Gortat was a player of the week at one point this year, and now he's almost unwatchable because he's just been so inconsistent. And the Golden State Warriors, getting back onto them, 45-4. and four. Think about this. All they got to do, the final 33 games of the season, is go 28-5. and five. And this team could break the Bulls' record of 72 wins, and they could get 73 wins by the time we get to the end of the regular season, and that's when all of the conversations would come about. Can this team break the all-time record? And also, can they win the title and become the greatest team in NBA history? And honestly, it's coming to a point where it's, it doesn't seem like it's out of reach anymore. It, it, it's coming to a point where I believe that they could do it. They really could do it. And 28-5 and five is nothing out of the road. Think about it. They're 45-4. and four. 25 or 28-5 and five is not unreasonable of a mark for them to achieve, especially if they start resting guys, uh, start really uh, you know, playing it smart down the stretch after the All-Star break. Look, they're only a week away from the All-Star break. They got one big game coming up on Saturday, and I know that they don't play tonight. I know that they don't play on Friday, and they don't play Friday night, but Saturday night, it's probably the biggest game of the year, for the Oklahoma City Thunder in Golden State on ESPN, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. I'm totally tuning into that one as it's in Golden State. Golden State, Oklahoma City, two of the top three teams in the in the Western Conference and probably the top two of the four teams in the NBA facing off. I'm definitely tuning into that one to see what's going to happen. And, and I hope Oklahoma City challenges them to the point where we think, look, Oklahoma City's got a shot at potentially knocking off the Golden State Warriors and beating them in their home court for the first time this season. It could happen. I don't think it will. I think it's going to be the best game we've seen in a while. Obviously, Golden State's annihilated teams like the Spurs, like uh, like the Cleveland Cavaliers. But can they beat the Oklahoma City Thunder? This is really their next test of teams that they can play. And really, Oklahoma City has more talent than Golden State, but they're not better. They're not better when it comes to a team personnel perspective, but when it comes to talent, on their team, if Oklahoma City can put it all together, Golden State will have their hands full come Saturday night. Other games on Wednesday, to mention uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, like I just mentioned, they beat the Orlando Magic 117-114 to 114. Oklahoma City. They also do not play until Saturday. So I'm telling you, that Saturday game is going to be the game of the weekend by far outside of the Super Bowl. But when it comes to basketball, that is a game that you need to tune into. Because if you don't, I really don't know if you're a basketball fan or not. Because really, when Oklahoma City, I'm telling you, when it comes to Steph Curry and Russell Westbrook, there aren't aren't many other guys that I would want to sit and watch and really just absolutely just tear each other apart. I want to see Russell Westbrook take this game personal and take this game to the point where he just wants to absolutely annihilate his opponent. And think about this. Last night, Russell Westbrook had one of the craziest triple doubles we've seen. And clearly, we've seen some crazy triple doubles from him. Twenty-four points, nineteen rebounds, fourteen assists, two steals, a seventy-three on the board. The performance scale, a star-worthy performance there. Russell Westbrook. That might be one of the performances we see at the end of the at the end of the year. Potentially, I don't know. There was a ton of performances last month that were crazy. Maybe it won't make the cut. But it's one of the performances of the month by far. It should make the cut by the end of February, especially considering it's such a short month already. That might make the cut by the end of the year. Victor Oladipo had a whiteboard performance in the loss. 37 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, a 52 on the whiteboard performance. Field. That guy went off last night, Victor Oladipo did. And Kevin Durant, 37 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, 3 blocks and 2 steals, 57 on the whiteboard performance. Field. You talk about a guy and Kevin Durant who is just playing off his rocker right now. I mean, this guy came in last year, obviously was hurt. Injured, not playing well. This guy absolutely has been dominating over the last month. He won player of the month last month in the NBA, clearly deserving. The, the, the Oklahoma City Thunder, I think, have come back and are here to stay. And this game from Kevin Durant last night really proved that he is here and back. And when Russell, when Russell Westbrook plays the way he's playing, with 24 points, 19 rebounds, and 14 assists, I mean, you got this team is getting better and better and better. Now, to, again, I think that they're a part of the Clevelands, a part of the – Golden State Warriors or the San Antonio Spurs conversation? I don't think so, but when it comes to next teams in line, they're right there. And the way that those guys have been playing and the way that they've been facilitating and making their team better, it, it's really going to show you that. Look at this. 61 or sixty-one points between the two guys, and they dominated the Orlando Magic, and the rest of the team really flourished with them. You talk about a, a bunch of guys that are, that are really stepping into their roles there in Oklahoma City. It's making this team more and more lethal as time moves forward. All right, we're here in the Hooper's Log again on CLNS Radio. If you'd like to call in, 323-642-1558 here in the FanDuel Studios. If you'd like to jump in and, and talk about what happened in the world of the NBA last night, please feel free to do so. Nothing really has been going on in the world of the NCAA basketball. Not much has really happened as of late, and uh, it, it just it, it feels like, you know, as of late, the NBA is starting to get into that, you know, hey, we're getting near the All-Star break. We're getting into the trudging feeling. And I just mentioned the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Golden State Warriors. And I know they're playing on Saturday night, but I'm telling you, something tells me, going into this Saturday game, that it's a preview of the Western Conference. Now, look, I'm a Spurs fan. I want the Spurs to go to the NBA Finals and win it all. I want them to get to the NBA finals, I want them to get to the Western Conference Finals. But something tells me that the Oklahoma City Thunder have a little bit more of an edge going forward in the way that they've been playing. They're going to meet up with Golden State in the Western Conference Finals and I'm telling you if that becomes the case, how could you not watch each of those games every single night? Oklahoma City has really been playing well as of late again. 37 and 13, I believe, has been their record if not what 30 38 and 13, my apologies, 37 and 13 going into last night. It's just one of those things going on to Saturday. I feel like this is going to be preview of the Western Conference Finals. And it's going to be one of those games where we look at and say, wow, that was an unbelievable game. Let's get into Super Bowl 50. Like, that's that's what it feels like going into Saturday night again, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. I'm tuning in. You better believe it. Uh, Miami beat the Dallas Mavericks 93-90. looks like Dallas is slowly starting to come back to earth a little bit. They had a really, really good beginning of the season, obviously, the first 50 games. Now it's turning into, okay, maybe Dallas is starting to become more and more legit. Like, they look like Miami 93 90 getting the victory. Now 28 and 22 hovering right behind Boston and Atlanta in the Eastern conference. Uh, They got the done. They got it done there again. San Antonio 41 and eight now undefeated at home. I'm still waiting for March 19th. I'm still waiting for March 19th. That's all I'm waiting for. Now LaMarcus Aldridge had another all-star performance. He had 38 points. I believe last night. It's not 36. He had a high 30 points last night. He was unbelievable. Again, getting the victory 41 and eight undefeated at home. This this Spurs team is just is just rolling. They're just straight-up rolling. Are they the best team in the NBA? No. Are they a top-five team? Absolutely. They might be the number-two team in the NBA just by the way they're playing, not by their record, but by the way they've been playing. They made New Orleans look bad last night. Anthony Davis, outside of him, it really was just the Spurs dominating. Anthony Davis, 28 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals, 4 blocks. At 59 on the whiteboard, the performance scale, but it clearly wasn't enough as they got steamrolled by the Spurs by 13 on the road in San Antonio. And the Spurs just keep chugging along, just keep hovering right behind the Golden State Warriors, hopefully waiting for their spot to potentially get in to a postseason conversation when it comes to the Western Conference playoffs. Utah Jazz beating the Nuggets 85-81. Jazz hovering around that bottom saw trying to get into an NBA playoff position for the Western Conference. The Bulls and Kings, look, the Bulls are playing really, really inconsistently off and on. But they got the victory and they beat the Kings. I think the Kings are starting to really come back to earth now and starting to see their, their 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 postseason chances slip away. They still have a chance, starting to slip away as Sacramento loses. But Demarcus Cousins went down with didn't go down without a fight. Thirty points, eleven rebounds, four assists, three steals, and two blocks. A fifty nine on the whiteboard, the performance scale. Uh, he just absolutely went off again. But the Bulls got the victory, one hundred seven to one hundred two, and the Minnesota Timberwolves shocked the, the Clippers in L. A. 108 to 102. Again, I'm telling you, I, I'm really telling you, it, it's going to come down to Chris Dabbs, Porzingis, and Carl Anthony Towns the final two and a half months of the season for who's going to win Rookie of the Year. I'm tell it, it is one of those things where it, it's going to become look who is going to who is going to come out on top. This reminds me a lot of the Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James debate. Carmelo Anthony had his team just nipping at the bud for a playoff seed. And I believe they made the postseason in 2003, if I'm not mistaken. But they're nipping at the bud, excuse me, 2004 when they when they, when they was a rookie. They're nipping at the bud of getting into a postseason uh, just like the Knicks. And the, the, the Timberwolves are still rebuilding. But Carl Anthony Towns has been unbelievable. It, it's going to come down to those two guys uh, for rookie of the year. There's no debate. Clearly two of the better budding superstars in the NBA as rookies. I, I, it's really going to come down to who do you, who's your preference. Uh, Chris Staffs Brazing is in a big market with a team potentially who could go to the post season with a chance. And then you have the, then you have the Minnesota Timberwolves who are really rebuilding a la Oklahoma city from about seven years ago. And they're a team now with, I think the best rookie in the NBA, but does that mean he's rookie of the year? It's going to be crazy with Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, all those guys. Could they get it done in Minnesota getting rookie of the year in Carl Anthony Towns in a back to back season as Andrew Wiggins won it last year. Can't Carl Anthony Towns come out and win it again this year for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Looks like Andrew Norris didn't make it today. Clearly a busy man as he's doing his thing. He covered for the show last night talking to uh talking to uh Terry Foster, uh Detroit legend in the world of basketball um and, and just sports in general. He's a part of the bad boys. Um A lot going on with him probably. He's just very, very busy man. I understand where he's coming from. When I work, I I get super busy. No shock there. Um, No real NCAA news to get to, as I mentioned, in the world of basketball. If you'd like to call in and talk about the world of basketball, I've got about 20 minutes on the show if you'd like to come on. If not, we will end the show rather shortly. Uh, Previewing tonight's games, really nothing to talk about in the world of college basketball. Again, no real upsets, no major performances, outside of what happened on Monday and Tuesday with some upsets and things of that nature and really nothing else to, to really mention. National sighting day in the in the college world of college football happened uh yesterday. So excuse me. Woo! excuse me. Really nothing much going on in the world of the college that's really your your college foot college college sports update right, right there was that yawn. That yawn was the college sports update. And outside of that, I mean, that's really what's been going on in the world of basketball. A lot of rumors spreading about players going where? Markeith Morris could potentially go to the go to the Toronto Raptors. There's a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff going on right now when it comes to rumors and obviously the all star game, everyone's really starting to gear up their travel plans for Toronto. That's really what's going on right now when it comes to the NBA. Just kind of a hover moment. Obviously the Super Bowl's coming up here in a couple of couple of days. We'll preview that for you tomorrow. When Andrew's on the show, obviously, he'll be doing the night show tomorrow. I'll text him to see if he is. If not, I'll just do another day show. But uh, we'll figure it out. Episode 65, That we're pretty much in the books. We're going to preview for Thursday night for you. Uh, Knicks and, and Pistons are on tonight on TNT. Uh, Five-and-a-half-point favorites are the Pistons. Take the Pistons. It's in the Palace. They're going to get done. Um, Houston at Phoenix. Phoenix is is uh, underdogs by eight. Houston's favored by eight. Take the Suns. The Suns should keep it close in this one tonight. I think they will. I think they'll get it done in that one. And then the last game on TNT, Lakers at Pelicans. Look, the Lakers are, are underdogs by ten and a half. The way they played against the Timberwolves the other night, I think the Lakers can keep it close and potentially win. <sighs> Pick the Lakers plus the ten and a half. Yes, get it done. Take it. Take it. Get it done. And then Toronto at Portland tonight. Portland is, is under – our. Uh, excuse me, Toronto is favored by one, take the Trailblazers, they played really well at home, and just because Toronto's been playing well as late doesn't mean they're going to get it done, Vegas is trying to tell you something when they're only favored by one, when they're clearly the better team, again, uh, those are your games in the NBA uh, tonight, four games on the docket, not, not no real ranked games in the world of college basketball tonight, no ranked opponent, opponent play tonight, so uh, outside of that, that's about it, the show, is in the books. Episode sixty five is in the books for the Hooper's Log. If you'd like to call in next time, or if you'd like to call in now, three two three six four two one five is the number. Again, uh, if you'd like to call in and talk about what's happening in the world of basketball, All Star Game stuff, All Star snubs. If you want to get, if you want to get into any of that, feel free to do so. I'm here and I'm hanging out and I'm just kind of chilling, waiting for someone to call. And if you don't want to call, totally cool, totally cool. Because again, it is the Hooper's Log here. On CLNS Radio, episode 65 is in the books. It looks like we're just going to head on out of here. Andrew Norris will not be able to make it. It's all good. Uh, We'll get him on next time, and we'll talk about the Super Bowl tomorrow. If it's a night show tomorrow, it will be at 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. Pacific here on CLNS Radio. Episode 66 will be a night show tomorrow. If not, it will be a morning show, and we'll just get it out of the way, and we'll get it going and I will host for you. If not, Andrew Norris will host tomorrow, and he will get the show going, and we will talk about Super Bowl 50. Think about it. Super Bowl 50 is in a couple of days. Carolina Panthers, Denver Broncos, February 7th in San Francisco. It's going to be a big-time, big-time game. Who do I think is going to win? I'll tell you tomorrow, but I'm telling you, I'm really leaning toward the Carolina Panthers at this point. I think, uh, man, here we go. Here come the rumors. Greg Monroe and Michael Carter-Williams are on the trade block for the Milwaukee Bucks. Breaking news. I'm telling you, this stuff is getting crazy in the NBA when it comes to trade deadline rumors. It's going to be nuts here over the next three or four weeks. But going back to the Super Bowl, I'm telling you, I'm really leaning towards the Carolina Panthers. I think that they're a team to be reckoned with. And they're, they're the team that really has found a way to get out in front. Look, they're 17-1 for a reason. I know they've had a poor schedule in the in the NFL last year, but... The Denver Broncos have a legit defense, but so does Carolina. And I think that this game is really gonna come down to who comes out hot and who comes out playing well at the beginning. And I think if Carolina does that, which they've known been known to do over the last couple of games and throughout the season, they're gonna get it done. And I think they're gonna get the victory. I don't know I don't have my prediction quite yet, but I'll look at it tomorrow and I'll let you know then. We got about a minute left on the show. Here in the Hoopers Log. And again, rumors afloat when it comes to the trade deadline. We will give you more of those as time goes on. Tomorrow, again, episode Episode 50 or excuse me, episode 65 is in the books. Got about a minute left on the show. Thank you again for listening. If you listen to the Apple Podcast, thank you for those listening. If you'd ever like to call in, please feel free to do so. 323-642-1558 is the number. I know I do a morning show here on the show or an afternoon show. Eventually, someday, we will start doing night shows all the time when my shift changes. Hopefully, sometime my shift will change to days here eventually, and I'll be able to work during the day and actually do a nighttime show where we can both, Andrew and I, get on on the same page. Again, episode 65 in the books. Episode 66 is supposed to be a night show tomorrow. If not, it will be a morning show, and it will be in the same time, same place. If not, it will be at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. On through Block Talk Radio, on C L N S Radio, through the Vandal News. My name is Simo Bucket. Have a great night. Enjoy the T N T basketball. Enjoy the crew, Chuck, Kenny, Shaq, and the boys, and and all them guys. Enjoy them tonight. Thank you again. Have a great night, everybody.